0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals
1: one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At blue nile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizogart Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to an artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the Mizogart Podcast. This week we're going over to North London, into the Bomb Factory, into the studio of artist Bill Daggs. I met Bill Christmas before last, when I was giving a lecture over at the University of East London. Giving talks that day was gallerist Megan Piper and Gavin Turk so I was among pretty good company. I had a walk around the studios afterwards where I was speaking to Bill and a couple of the other guys, and they invited me back a few months later for their third year show. And when I did go back, there was a couple of students' work that really was standing out amongst the others, and Bill was one of those. So much so that I had the face value exhibition that I do annually for the Katie Piper Foundation coming up, and I asked Bill to be a part of it. Bill does mention in his podcast that over the last year or so he's been concentrating more on painting, mainly because of the size of the studio he's in at the moment, which personally, I think, is an absolute godsend. Because, well, although I can't say this to his face, I think Bill Daggs is one of the most exciting new painters about at the moment. I mean, obviously, I've told him to his face that I like his work, but I can't tell him how much I like it, that'd be a bit creepy. And just so I can have some sort of input into another piece of Bill's work, I've invited him to be part of the third face value exhibition coming up in the spring. If you don't already know Bill's work and you're able, have a little Google while you're listening to this or go over to Bill's Instagram page. It will give you a better insight as to what we're talking about. The Bomb Factory has its own gallery space and Bill's studio is above it. There's a glass roof that lets in all the light and Bill's studio doesn't have a ceiling to absorb the light. But it also absorbs any noise from downstairs. Some of the other artists in the bomb factory were preparing a group show the day I recorded this podcast. Bill did offer to ask them to go and stop just while we were recording the podcast. But I did say that I personally preferred a bit of background noise. I think it all adds to the atmosphere that I'm actually taking you into someone's studio. But come and have a listen for yourself as we go into the studio of Bill Daggs. So today I'm at the Bomb Factory Art Foundation in the studio of Bill Daggs. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome. 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 Hello. Welcome right, so to I've the got, Dog's leg. I've got I've got seven I've got seven questions that I ask each artist. Yeah. The first of which is, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work?
2: Well, that's, um, alright, what I do is, it's ob- social observation. That's what I do. So I make paintings, I make pots, um, I make little sculptural pieces now and again. I'm more interested in painting at the moment because I spent a lot of time um, making ceramic work. I've I'm feeling that uh paintings where I'm where I'm most comfortable at the moment. This little studio isn't big enough to make any um big sculptural work and the the kiln that we have here is only small so I'm making little small bits of of ceramics, but yeah, what I do is because of my background in music and I was an MC for so long, um these paintings and these pieces become like an extension of my written work. So it's always kinda of been like social observation, um, trying to tell stories, storytelling and and yeah, the paintings are now pretty much um those words but in a in a visual format. I so suppose. how long was you in music for? I was in music for like fifteen odd years. And uh yeah, I mean I started that when I was uh, seventeen, something like that in school with my pals and that and uh and um yeah we we I say we formed a career in it but it was a bit of a you know half yeah. assed career I suppose but um yeah we we did it for 15 years touring about making albums and, and Do you still uh, do any of that? To some degree to some degree yeah I mean this it's a lot that you have to commit to it so we don't do it as as we did it but we we certainly meet up a lot we freestyle a lot we we still got our, our fingers in that kind of in that pie, so to speak, and um, I still produce tracks. I still make make uh, music.
1: You paint, the paintings, of your painting sometimes reflect lyrics from songs, don't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, the titles are as I as I say all the time. The titles are to me. It's really important a title. The, w- the words are really important. The words are really. That's why words uh, appear on the paintings or on the on the ceramics. You know, I think is uh, and. And it's also a, uh, a skill, or or it's also a craft that I, you know, I crafted my writing for fifteen odd years, you know. So it's to to not acknowledge that in yeah, the in the visual work, it would be it would be stupid. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 always uh, the titles are important. I love I love a good title when I look at a piece because. But some people like to have, you know, let their minds wander and, and create what their own meaning is out of something. But I really like to be guided with mm. with a title. A title can really make up my mind about something for me. So I think it's it's important. And I, I like to, you know, putting a title can totally offset the painting. And sometimes it, that's, I quite like that kind of sense of humour where you can totally send someone off from mm. what they were thinking when they then read the title, so, so. we're
1: again, talking about title. Would you have the title first?
2: Mm-mm. No, the title comes, I, I try to paint blindly almost, and I try not to, to come up with anything. I mean, you're, your Pre- painting
1: is obviously figurative, yeah. Um, do you know the composition of, of, of your work before you, mm, or do you
2: not particularly it's
1: very loose the way you paint, isn't it? Yeah, it's and really it does feel like.
2: I was going to say you make it up you go along it. it sounds a bit well I am crude. yeah no I, I am I, it's, I am it's, t- it's all still That's. it's all experimentation it will always be experimentation and it will never be I will never get it how I want it or I'll never figure out what I'm doing because yeah. it's con- I like to cover things up I like to f- bring things back in
1: because they are very printily aren't they yeah and yeah. that's that is what I really really like about your work you stop at a point where most people are sort of halfway through, you've got the balls to stop.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to. I think if you, you know, there's there's something nice about leaving something unfinished.
1: I mean, the, the one uh, we're looking at at the minute. Yeah. This one got a title
2: yet? Uh, I think it's called uh, <laughs> "I Am My Father's Son." His Uzi weighs a ton.
1: It is. It's a guy sitting on an armchair. It's probably what a meter and a half by a meter
2: yeah yeah about that um,
1: a mustachioed man white shirt on and you can see a black t-shirt underneath yeah would that black t-shirt stay visual underneath
2: yeah yeah but that wasn't even supposed to be a black t-shirt you know that's the that I work on at the moment I'm doing a black background like and then going on over the top of that so that was oh, I started yeah, yeah. his arms yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then and and then it kind of was a black t-shirt and then I don't know. Something happened in it. I don't really know. It's yeah, but that's going to stay like that. Yeah, that will stay like that. I, I like what, the looseness of the brush what I'm on there. Like and
1: about all your work, you, your finishing point is fucking beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Really, yeah, nice. yeah. Oh, cheers, man. So, you, could you explain? Yeah. For for anyone who hasn't seen your work, your technique.
2: Um, it's it's not serious. Like I used to be a real tight drawer, like when i when i was
1: I'd say it's serious, it's just that you've got plenty of humor in there, yeah,
2: yeah yeah,, yeah. there is humor in there, but i used to so what what um you know I'd draw all the time, <clears throat> even when I was doing music, I was drawing all the time, I'd be in rehearsals, and I'd be drawing, and you know and my line work used to be really, really tight, and I'd spend ages on things, getting things to look perfect. Mm. You know, I d- at that point, I hadn't found my subject. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like a, a lot of it would be like graph letters yeah, and things yeah. like that, and just and um, uni taught me to like just let go of it a bit. Yeah, it's a conscious effort to just let my mind do the paint work. So, all right, it's yeah, it, it, it's it is a bit serious. It's very humorous. It's um. It's quick. It's loose. I like to leave things uncovered. I like to leave things unfinished and let people finish them for themselves. Um, And I like to layer things and, and you know, if something's not working, I'll cover it with some paint and, you know, and.
1: But none of them bits that are unfinished or that you call unfinished, they're, they're finished enough to work. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think if you give the sense of something, then you're allowing people to make up their own minds about it. Yeah. and finish and finish it for themselves, maybe.
1: Because there's so much in there, like the bottles and glasses that we're looking at there. Yeah. Whether they I know, you know, you said you haven't finished these paintings yet. Yeah.
2: Well, th- this one is finished. This and one That's yeah, what I'm that's saying.
1: It's, it's totally see yeah. It's just a yeah. one-dimensional bottle and glass. Yeah. And they work. Yeah. Next to the. The guys who are quite two dimensional. You don't put much form.
2: No, I like to have them. I like I like it being quite flat. And you know, I don't I, I don't really do. Uh, I, yeah, I think you can kind of suggest enough if 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 your suggestion is right. I don't think if you know if it's a chair and it's got four legs, I don't think it necessarily needs to have four legs in a painting.
1: And where do you think that style's come from?
2: Um, God, it's come from.
1: Is it influenced from? anywhere or any any artist
2: it's influences from people like henry taylor um danny fox uh picasso matisse is i'm
1: glad you said Picasso. i was waiting for you to say picasso because that's where where i saw as soon as i saw your paintings because the first i saw yours was at your third year show at university of east london yeah was that big sculptural piece yeah 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 Um, i didn't realize the paintings around the edge were yours at first but then, as soon as you showed me your paintings, they did. They probably connected yeah. to the sculpture. There was
2: only there, a though? couple of the the little paintings, but yeah, there was. I think you took a photo of one of the little um, still life ones, that yeah. an oil still life that yeah. I did. Yeah, and yeah.
1: That, that's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That that still life there, yeah, was in the style of these, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when I saw the like the early stuff just before Picasso went into the Cubist, mm. and and even these. Look like that sort of tradition, don't
2: they Well, yeah. I mean, I I always say, you know, I'll, I'm I'm happy to say that I'm influenced by people like Picasso and Matisse because, you know, they are the greats, and uh, and I do I do take bits of influence and and run with it and use it, and I, I think and that's fine.
1: A new generation yeah
2: yeah and giving it yeah and that's it like I try I try and keep the paintings timeless I try and keep it so that they could be at any point in time whether it was yesterday they or could be
1: anywhere in Europe as well yeah they? yeah because yeah. they don't look because of everything we see on a telly. you just think it's Britain or America just because of the baseball game yeah, yeah, itself yeah. yeah so that's bringing a, a little bit of time into it mm. but they could be France Spain could be anywhere, couldn't they? The text,
2: yeah, yeah. You have
1: you have a lot of text in your in your work.
2: Yeah, there's always text in there. Well, I say always, but I always try to put text in there. It's and
1: the text is mainly back to front as well. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Is that like as if you're sitting in a bar or a shop with someone? No, I think it's it's weird. It's
2: like, I've, I I uh, I think of it as a because for the for my solo show, it was all kind of based on. Uh, uh, memories uh time with friends places that we that we had been um and so it was kind of of an era the paintings were of an era you could kind of tell they were maybe modern scenes rather than Back and so the, the what I came to the conclusion with in that because I started when I was I, I did a series a lot of charcoal drawings where I was using charcoal and tipex and I, and I developed this thing of the writing backwards in, with the tipex, and what I've come to the conclusion with is that if I'm drawing images from memories, I'm looking backwards, mm-hmm. so the writing yeah. that's coming with it is going to be backwards because, uh, it, you know, you got you can't kind of move forward if you're stuck in the past kind of thing I don't know it's a weird it's a weird little thing that I'm trying to
1: I like the fact when with that it makes the viewer do just a little bit of work yeah it makes you stop and go even if you don't like the painting you're going to figure out what the writing says yeah yeah. yeah. just uh, just curiosity of the person yeah
2: definitely it's like that that piece that I did for um face value yeah it's I, I knew that by writing that long sentence on that piece, people would have to stop and
1: look at it. And, and everyone ended up with a smile. So for face value, it was a exhibition where one artwork was donated by one artist, and then it was given to another artist to manipulate. And it was for the Katie Piper Foundation to do with the change of identity. So you was given, donna- um, Gavin Turk donated, was it called the snarl or the sneer?
2: sneer, yeah. It was
1: called the sneer, so it was just, it was just the lips itself in a sneer, in the exact position that a portrait would, that the mouth would have been in, in a portrait, yeah, just yeah. on a lilac background.
2: Yeah, a screen print. Yeah, and yeah. it was
1: given to you, and then you carry on the story.
2: And then, um, right, so it was a screen print, so it was a very modern method of uh, of Gavin's, I think it was one of a series as well. Yeah. Um, so I've, I wanted to kind of reference art history by kind of making this contrast of, a very modern method of working with a very classical modern uh, classical method of of working. So I took oil paint mm. and uh, over the sneer on his on his uh, lilac background, I just painted my representation of Gavin. Mm. Under it, I wrote um, so, uh, something along the lines of. Uh,
1: well, you had met
2: Gavin. I met him, yeah. So at I so I met him at Freeze, yeah. So it's funny, right? Because I went to uh, I went to Freeze the first day. You already
1: had his print at
2: this time, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And and I'd I'd like bump shoulders with him at UEL because he came yeah. and talked yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you were there on That's that it. day when he did one. Um, so yeah, so I, I seen him on the first day at Freeze because I got I got tickets off someone. And and I was like, oh, should I go and speak <laughs> to him? You know, and, and I bottled it. Yeah. And then on the second day, I went to the Masters and I saw him and I thought, oh, well, bollocks to this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go and say hello to him. And um, he just looked totally spaced out. And, before you had spoke to him? Yeah, before Good. I spoke to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was wandering around looking a bit uh, spaced out. And I don't know. I don't, yeah. He just it just, just, it he just done, yeah, yeah, it just looked to me like he was just thinking, you know, fuck oh, what's this yeah, all yeah, about, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I went up, introduced myself said, I've got, a, I've got a piece of yours that I'm working from. we had a little chat about that. And so, yeah, it, kind of, I concluded on that. I, I met Gavin Turk once at Freeze Art Fair and he looked like he was having a <laughs> shit time or something along the lines of that, you know. So I put that backwards on there, obviously, because the writing's always backwards on my stuff. But that
1: always ended up with a smile of everyone yeah. who read it. Yeah. Because it was, it, it wasn't having to dig it in by any means. It was just sort of... Everyone knows Gavin, Turk. he's very eloquent, he's, yeah. he's a great talker, yeah. and you don't expect to see someone like Gavin, who's having a bad day, yeah. and it's yeah. just good to highlight And
2: maybe him. he wasn't, I mean, maybe it was totally my perception got yeah. on, but he just looked, you know, a bit, and I suppose it's, you know, if someone comes up to you goes, hello, i and you're taken back a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, that's good, and that is the point of the it's, it, that's the point of the writing in uh, being backwards. It's like the 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 leg not being finished, the 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 arms uncovered on these paintings. It's so you look. It's it's to make you. It's yeah. to, I want you to work a bit when you're looking at it. I don't it, just it want. It
1: works. To... That's, that's that's the thing. It it shouldn't do. It shouldn't work. I'm yeah. The guy we're looking at here? He's got. Oh, I know you said this one isn't finished, but he's got brown shoe and a black sock. And the other side, he's got a black shoe and a black and white sock.
2: Yeah.
1: And it shouldn't work, but it works. I think there's so much going on mm. that by the time you run your eye around from his left foot, you work your way around, get to the next foot, you've taken in so much of your artwork that you've forgot that this foot here doesn't match the one <laughs> where yeah. you started. Yeah, place. yeah,
2: yeah. And I mean, that that was possibly going to be um, left with no foot. And yeah. then I thought, oh, no, no, I'm just going to put that in, so... Yeah, it's it's um, and they constantly change. I, you know, I think sometimes I overwork them a bit, and they change from. That's why I'm sitting oh, with these the now. So
1: just don't overwork it. I've, I'd I'd love to be able to work like that. And I, i not got something in me where it has to be a fucking straight line. Yeah. yeah and if yeah. I do work it like this, I can't just do it freehand. I have to put each one there. Yeah. I have to put so much work in to make it look as though it was. Well, that's that's easy. E-
2: that's exactly what. I Once you, that, it's funny. Ah, that's something that I, 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 I. It's funny. It's funny. I say <laughs> that a lot. Right. So, what I had to do is once I had learnt everything and not everything. Once you learn, once you go to art to school, and, and you, uh, you, ha- yeah. yeah, you have to then break it all apart, and you have to unlearn everything, and so I, that's I got kind of obsessed for a little while with letting go of those lines, letting go of planning it, letting go of it, and I think it's just made me work a lot freer. Yeah, and that's well, and you know,
1: that's probably a benefit of doing graffiti work as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to be. You got to be quick with that. Yeah, many, yeah, yeah, yeah. No right you got you
2: got to be quick with that, and your lines have got to be really tight because you can't. I mean, you There's a lot of cool um, graffiti that you know has, has this tagline of trash graph at the moment, which is really loose pieces. Yeah. But they're still, you know, the lines are controlled. There's still a control mm-hmm. to it. But you know, if you're going, to, if you're going to go down the hall of fame and and do a piece, it's got to be tight. As yeah. you know, otherwise you're getting burned. Well,
1: you should use. In, in the music yeah. for 15 years or so have you always had an interest in visual arts yeah other than graffiti
2: yeah I, I was a big I, I used to buy comics I still buy comics I have to say all the time I buy trade paperbacks these days so I can't, <laughs> can't afford to keep up every week you know but yeah no, I was a big comic fan and I used to I mean uh, Spider-Man is a as as you know the, the, la, the uh, show that I did at the at the university it was called a uh what was it now an ode to spider something 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 yeah, yeah, an ode yeah, to yeah. spider-man so spider-man's always been a constant in my life and that is you know my first not i suppose my you know before that when i was real young i was i, I joined rolf's cartoon club oh. you know what i mean it's like all, all of these cut so yeah i've always had an interest in art but i always had a very restricted. And what I would say was an ignorant interest in art, because yeah. for a long time I did, you know, contemporary art, the masters, was, up, all of that. I just I thought, what the, what it doesn't do anything. I was for, the other way around. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I got into it in jail, and I often reference Rod Ferris as well. So yeah. In the in the in the prison library. Yeah. You had how to books, that was it. How to draw, how to paint Ralph Harris's cartoon time. (laughs) Ironically, he's in there reading it. (laughs) But mine was the other way around.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: And I thought, when I got into art, I thought, I'm going to spend, an, I still have five years to go. Mm. And I thought, I've got five years. I can learn to paint. Yeah. Sculpt a little bit, mm-hmm. but learn to draw and paint in the traditional sense. I didn't think anything other than that. Yeah. Learning to make a sort of my, my vision at the time was sort of like a photorealistic was, was right. the aim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone gave me the sensations catalogue. Mm. And I, when I first saw it I was like what's all this shit yeah, yeah. and I said you know cat and a car and half yeah, yeah. and I always like, yeah. funnily said that, you know cat and a car and half there was a bloke in D-Wing for similar <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, I looked at this and then I saw Mona Hatoom's, um No Way 2 mm-hmm. which was just a colander with nuts and bugs for it five worth mm-hmm. out of being yeah, killed yeah. you know More around though. the hardware store yeah. but there was a little I mean that was on a like a bookmark but the 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 um, Text to it said something along the lines of that this that Colinda represented a barrier over her country and she weren't allowed in or out of her country, mm, so mm. the nuts and bolts mm. filled every exit and entrance to her country. Yeah. And it sort of resonated with me, and I was like, fucking hell, yeah. she said all of that in in that with fibres yeah. worth of metal at the hardware yeah. store, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then that gave me a new look at the sensations catalogue. Then I'd open it at Marcus Harvey's painting of Myra, which mm. everyone detested and then yeah. I'd read it and I'd go oh that's good so I, I just unlocked the conceptual key mm-hmm. and then it, and that was it I was like don't worry about that yeah. you know the traditional stuff yeah. that's what I want to do is this conceptual
2: yeah it's funny because it, it took me a, it took me a while to get um, into uh, to understand the conceptual thing and I, and I think like the first two two years of of uni for me was um, I was still on this kind of ego vibe that i was on with the music and uh i thought that you know i knew it all for one thing no one could teach and, being a
1: bit older as well going into university being around 17 oh sorry 18 19 year olds yeah you going how old was you when you went in there? 33 i was i think i was 33 as well right. you sort of not you think you're better but your, your life experience yeah against theirs yeah puts you on a different level. Yeah. And you
2: think, Oh, I know what I like. Yeah. You know, and oh, you can't show and then me comes <laughs> back <and> smack your <laughs> exact yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. And then you're and th- yeah, so and then I I just opened up I thought, you know, if I one, if i am gonna be part of it, I've gotta be I've got to know about it, I've yeah. got to be open to it and I've got to understand it. And you know, and there's still a lot of conceptual art that I do think, Whoa, wow, all but right, well I you got, got away with that. Button,
1: but that's how I got into it. It was when the art tutor went you saw what's sitting here, sort of slating it. You don't know anything about it. Yeah. And she she'd give me the catalogue You go back and read it, and then slate it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So and there was a
1: lot of text in there. So I've read through it, mm. and that's when, yeah. So that's I learned a big lesson there.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's yeah. It's it's a strange old game, but you do have to be aware of what has gone on, um, before, and and all the different sides of the yeah. of the coin with it. You know.
1: So when was it you decided that you wanted to do something with art to come away from not come away from the music, but to go on a different path from the music in the graffiti? Yeah, it's
2: it's kind of art um, had always been there, and I'd you know I was I was at a point where I wasn't the, the the not that I wasn't the nicest of of people, but I wasn't the most responsible of people, and I was I was. Doing myself, you know, a lot of uh, um, emotional, physical damage, mm. and um, and I, I think I was getting wrapped up in my own ego, and uh, and it got to a point where I was just like, you know, something's got to change. Um, I moved into a house that was very artistic, a load of housemates that were all artistic, and um, we would we'd spend evenings drawing and you know getting high and painting and shit like that and one of the the lads there was like why don't you why don't you know I was I was wasn't doing much and he was like why don't you just enroll into into a course and he was at UEL and uh he said this place is you know is great and I've just I went and had a look there and I thought well fuck it I'm not doing anything else and I know and my cousin always my cousin would go on and go mm. on to me he would be like you know, get your shit together, you know, you're you a really good artist, yeah, yeah, why yeah, don't yeah. you do something with it? And I was like, no, no, I'm a rapper, I'm a rapper, you know, <laughs> I'm not an artist. Like. And um and then I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to listen to Dave in it, yeah. and then just go and do was something. Was your
1: parents into visual
2: arts? Uh, no, my dad was a musician. Yeah. Um, I think they both appreciated art, you know, and they both encouraged me, and, you know, my earliest memories of our, sitting on our living room floor with my brother's drawing and stuff like that, so they were very happy for but it wasn't a big, a big thing in the house. Yeah. You know, my dad had really strange artwork up, like really strange, <laughs> and, uh, very, you know, hand shot, weird yeah, 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 African yeah, yeah. paintings and that, that were really and naive. And, and, yeah. yeah oh, they, he loved them and lots of steam train pictures. He's such a strange character. So yeah, so he, so had he, had says lots of he looks
1: r- at your work and he goes, you can have a puff uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, he said, he phoned the other day and he said, you know, I was looking at your website and, uh, I didn't think I'd like that that style of work, but actually I can see where, <laughs> it, where <laughs> it's coming from. I, 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 it a
1: little
2: right. bit biased. Uh, no, no, I, I think he's quite. You know, he'd say like if he if he didn't get it, he was always very critical on on the music. And if he, so, I think it would be the same. Yeah, but that's his background, now, isn't it? So that is, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: did he like your type of music? Eventually. Yeah, Even, yeah, eventually, Did you yeah.
2: like his type of music? Yeah, I mean, he was part of the specials yeah, of and, so. and the two-tone movement and, you know, he played reggae and jazz in the house all day long and, you know, so I lo- I loved his music, yeah. I loved yeah. the music he was involved with, I loved the music that he played and then when I was nine-ish and started listening to hip-hop, it took a long time for him to uh, understand yeah, and, and appreciate it but then I think when I started making it and he realised... What went into making the the tracks and what was, you know, it's not just this kind of, although it was quite shouty when we were younger, Uh, it kind of evolved and got a bit more, you know, thoughtful. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think he he got into it.
1: Band member Horace paints as well, doesn't he now? Yeah. He's he's flying as well, Horace. Is he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's doing very well. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to try not to, I, I wasn't going to mention. Your, well,
2: your dad's background. No, I don't mind. You know, it's it's uh, it's definitely a, a part of of my uh, of my makeup yeah. and um, and my journey. You know, my my story. So yeah. So what
1: was your first interest in art, and who was your most influential artist?
2: Did my first interest in art was Spider Man number one that my cousin showed yeah, yeah. me. i mean, <laughs> kind of already gone. There, but <laughs> yeah. that's and, question two. So and it was of... it was Todd McFarlane after. Have to say Todd McFarlane because yeah, I was absolutely taken by his artwork when I was when I was young. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then it's really hard to think about um, what I started looking. There. I think I first became intrigued with what you can do in in the art world when I started looking at um, a mate showed me uh, an artist called Wes Lang, who. He he's he's. I think now he's done work for Kanye West and everything he's done. But I saw Wes Lang, and the way that he he puts a composition together, and it really interested me. And um, and then, uh, Manuel Ocampo as well was shown to me. Manuel Campo is a, a Spanish, or oh no, he's Filipino. I think he's Philippines Filipino artist. And he looks at the 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 damage that the Spanish did to the Philippines. And he's he was a classically trained. um, He was classically trained in like religious painting, so it's very Catholic-looking things, uh, paintings, compositions, which he's totally turned upside down, and and is showing the absolute destruction that the Catholic Church had on on the. Uh, Filipino uh, community and country so these guys really started to interest me and that's when I started opening up to the I suppose the gallery world of art.
1: Oh, I know you just mentioned about how you, your cousin and a couple of friends said about um, going to university yeah did it Did was that sort of like a key a, a, like a turning moment did you think yeah that's that's what I want or did you look into the university what you might
2: have to do and no i didn't i just knew that i was ready to um learn because i i paid very little to no attention at, at secondary school yeah. you know i scraped by and i did what i had to do to make sure i could until it was uh, time to get until out. it yeah. was <laughs> time to get out definitely you know i i've I spent a lot of time in art because you know it was great I could draw and paint and that and I spent time in um in in my English lessons and the rest I wasn't really bothered with. It was uh it was it was time to learn and it was time to change my direction. It was yeah. time to, to, to test myself. And was
1: different at university? I know like, you know, your age helps there.
2: Yeah.
1: You obviously had a different outlook, different approach at university. Yeah
2: yeah it's great um, yeah, so used I'll
1: to use a lot to turn that down no no, no. I don't sure. mind all that you in the studio that's what I like about this when you have noise alright cool you know.
2: yeah I mean we're in a very open studio at the moment I've got no roof on my studio so you can hear everything that's going on downstairs <laughs>
1: But then that's, I mean, the idea is that I'm taking people into the studio. If I brought them in to meet you, yeah, they'd yeah, yeah, here and they hear all of this. Oh yeah, you know? everyone I
2: mean, so can everyone can hear. They can hear when I fart down there. <laughs> size, so. when, <laughs>
1: when I was with Sigh, she put a phone next to the recording yeah. equipment. Yes, yeah. when you did, and I didn't realise it. It done that. Yeah, I've done. I've learnt a few things. Yeah, all these technical bits you don't even think about. Yeah, so I met you at UEL. Yeah. Um, I was giving a. You were giving a there. talk, yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was, that was yeah. very interesting. That was one of the best talks that I had there, and I'm not um, rubbing oh, rubbing your you back there. It was one aren't of the, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, so not, as soon as I put a show together, and I, I wanted, uh, I wanted people from every rung of the artistic ladder. Yeah, and you just stepped onto the ladder, and it was it was ideal. Have you there with doing Gavin's one? Yeah, and no, we're it's great. Just putting together a third one now. That I've, I've already asked you. About. Yeah, I don't know yeah,
2: I'm good. yeah.
1: What piece that you've created do you hold most dear?
2: It's hard that one, and I was think because I wasn't thinking about any other of the questions that I've heard you ask anyone, apart from that, um, because when I think of the work that I've made, there's quite a different scope of it. But I think yes, yeah, it's it's, it's a hard one. I think for, as a sense of achievement, it was the 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 um the tower of curiosity that you saw at, yeah. at the final. Show I mean and it
1: definitely was that one it? it was a tower, and you had to go and have a look around yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah really,
2: uh... well yeah it was a, it was it was based on the cabinets of curiosity i've been making all of these bits and going mad for the past, like the last year of uni, just making all of these sculptural bits, ceramic works, and whatnot, and I wanted to to put them um, you know I was looking at the wonder cameras and and that history of of collecting things as you know especially as us as as colonialists, the mm. British, you know, we have this tendency of going places, taking things and putting them on display. But, and um, that really interested me. And I was, so I had all of these bits and I was like wondering how I was going to show them. So I was looking at these and then I wanted it to be a tower rather than a, a wall. I wanted it to be a three-dimensional object because mm. of all of these three-dimensional objects on it. And then I wheeled in part of it on a, on a, a, a pallet and uh, Mark was like, "There's something that really is going on with yeah, that," yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." So it became a travelling uh, tower of curiosity. speak <laughs> so, through the door, or no, it didn't. <laughs> it was about 12 and twelve and a half foot or something like that, and so I had to fix on the top. But
1: so you not got that indoors? No it's you not know. One I, kept.
2: I'm unfortunately, I'll, I've got all the pieces, but yeah, that all got broken down. But as a, yeah, as a sense of achievement, I just think you know, I worked hard on that, but it's because it's built up up of so many little pieces it's not you know maybe one piece is much more dear to me than another one so i wouldn't say that's a a place that has a big work that has a big place in my heart yeah i think they all become because i work figuratively and i I invest a bit into these characters that are are coming out so they all tend to these paintings all tend to have like some a little place in my heart were
1: you saying that you said at the start that um, you've, you're only painting mainly because of the constraints a small studio is giving you.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you think that if you was to get a bigger studio with room to sculpt and, and make ceramics, Yeah. do you think you'd go back in that direction? Um, or is this your new direction?
2: No, I think this is... I mean, this is kind of um, the bread and butter. You know, this is the the bulk of it, you know. But... Um, um I'm, I'm looking at things i'm looking at things i went and seen some really amazing shows recently and one one that really struck me was um Ragnar Kartsen or Ragnar Car Kartiz- Kart, I wish i could pronounce his last name I'm such a flop but he's a finnish um artist who works with video he works with he he's about performance and and uh it, it, his show at the Barbican really threw my... It, it, he works a lot with music yeah. and he's a musician himself. It really blew my mind, that, that show. And then I went to see at um in Paris the other month and she again blew the doors open. And so there's a lot I'd love to include in my practice. I've just got my old um, laptop up and running again, which has my music production (laughs) software. So there's a lot I want to explore. And there's, uh, but there's, you know. And then I come in here and then I'm like, oh, but I want to paint a painting. <laughs> so there's a, things, it will change and things will get introduced, well, I'm yeah, sure. It'll just the, start to merge, Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah.
1: You've got, you got several different elements that yeah. just sit on their own. Yeah. Once they start, in your mind, to start to merge and that's when it all comes together.
2: Yeah, I'm really interested in the whole installation thing and giving people an, an experience. So I think, you know, I'm going to work on that. And I still make little pots and pieces, you know, but just not of any sizeable. Yeah.
1: Inspiration. I mean, not not your phys- not your actual inspiration, but where is it... Is there anywhere that you go for a bit of thinking time to um, get inspiration?
2: Uh, I go to my headphones, and yeah. I, and I find a. I, at the moment, it's the Idols. Their 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 album, their new album, is just is such a socially packed comment you know it's just it's i can't i can't even it's just fucking wicked it's (laughs) it's ballsy it's proper ballsy it's the only thing that's made me really dance like i i get i'm here with my headphones on physically dancing because it is it's the bollocks and
1: can you feel them can you feel that coming out on your canvas when you're when you're working
2: uh yeah yeah i can actually it is definitely, the music changes how, how what's going on on the canvas, it changes how I even work on the canvas, the brush strokes and everything, the, the, I'm de- definitely affected by what I'm listening to, and if it's some punk like Idols, it's quite, it's quite different to if I'm listening to, I don't know, for instance, the new Conway album, which is some, you know, New York gangster rap yeah, stuff, so yeah. it's totally different, you know, yeah. But I go to music for inspiration. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So if it was you and five others, past or oh. present? <laughs> Oof.
2: God. And, yeah, it's, yeah. God, it's so hard, man. All right, so it'd have to be Picasso in there. The big man's got to be in there, hasn't he, really? Um. I'd probably have Ragnar, who I, who I mentioned, because he's an absolute heavyweight. Um, Carteson I hope that's how you pronounce last (laughs) name I really hope so (laughs) please would be right such a dummy otherwise Um, uh, then I'd have ah shit who else would I have I'd have um, oh god Gary this is a this is a question and a
1: half doesn't have to be five yeah I'll go for only four are good enough to stand next to you.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it not in the good enough to stand. Uh, I'm trying to mix it up a bit. I don't just want to go for the obvious ones. You know, Role I'll go. Farris. oh Matisse. It you can't know, be Farris. <laughs> no, not Roll Ferris. Bollocks to Roll Farris. Um, yeah, no. So we'll go for Picasso. We'll go for Ragnar. We'll go for Matisse. Um, even though the, us three are, you know, top boys on the old <laughs> paintwork. <laughs> um, and I go for... Oh, who can I mix it up a bit with? I don't just want it to be painters... Oh, I'll go for Law divorce because I said that as well. She, although it's going to be a really weird looking show with those. <laughs> like, you know, very strange. I could just go with all painters.
1: Well, I, I, I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I am really happen. worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right. All right. And, and the last, the last question. <laughs> Taking music out of there, if you weren't an artist, yeah. what would you be? Or what would um,
2: you like to be? For... Uh, uh, th- well, if I wasn't an artist, I'd probably be painting and decorating, or something that I'm very good at, <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's a good enough answer. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's all the questions done. Brilliant. Bill, thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for coming down, mate. It's been yeah. a pleasure. And yeah, that that question there is too much pressure on someone.
1: <laughs> oh, Bill Daggs. I really enjoyed making this one. We did hit it off when we very first met, and I know that that resonated in the podcast. And as I said in the intro, if you don't know Bill's work, go over to his Instagram page and go and tap a few love arts underneath his posts. And by the time this podcast comes out, Bill will be in an exhibition that is opening over the next few days. So if you're around and you're able, you can pop along to see his work in the flesh. And if you happen to be there on the private view, go up to him, say hello, tell him that you listen to him on the podcast. And speaking of people being on the podcast, we have a few other people confirmed, only one of whom is an artist, Abigail fallis One of the other people confirmed is Karen Ashton from the Art Car Boot Fair. Karen has recently confirmed that there's a Christmas Art Car Boot Fair in Vauxhall this year. It's at the start of December, I think it's the 9th. And when I met Karen a few weeks ago, I asked if we could do a podcast focusing on the Art Car Boot Fair. That way we could arrange for it to come out on the Monday before the Art Car Boot Fair opens. The other podcast I'm hoping to get recorded and bring out before the end of the year is with Georgina Cohen from the Gagosian. That's one that I really am quite excited about recording. I really do think that going behind the scenes of one of the biggest galleries in the world really could be something special. And talking of other recordings, I'm back at the Bomb Factory this week. I won't mention their name just yet, just in case it doesn't come off, but I'm hoping that one's going to be coming out before Christmas. But one artist I do know for sure is next week's episode with Rugman. But that was another one where it was the first time we'd met properly and really got on like an house on fire but as i say you'll obviously find out that next week so until then if you could give a like and a subscribe if you're on itunes or wherever you are you can subscribe it all really does help Help me more would be telling people about the podcast and if you don't subscribe to itunes there's plenty of other platforms where you can hear it including youtube There is a YouTube channel, though there's nothing to see. And Instagram, as well as the other social medias, just type in at Mizogart, M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T, and the full list of confirmed artists can be found on the website, which is www.mizogart.com. So until next week, ta